In this episode of Gareth Jones on Speed, I go car spotting in Mayfair with a friend. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed on the streets of London. Actually, not quite the streets, in the middle of a very elegant park. Berkeley Square, Berkeley, Berkeley, I don't know how you say it, and the friend who I'm going car spotting with is Alex Goy. Hi Alex. Hi. You came here on a bike. I did, I'm a sweaty boy. You from the future? No, I'm just packing a few extra pounds that I need to get rid of, so... <laughs> it doesn't look like it to me, you look trim and healthy and beautiful. Uh... So, I figured we'd meet up, you and me, yeah. and do a bit of car spotting in Mayfair, because I remember when I used to come to London as a kid from North Wales, the first thing I noticed about being in London is you see extraordinary cars yeah. everywhere. This is the land where a 911 isn't special. Yeah, that's right. I remember seeing a 911 SC in 1976 and being very excited yeah. about that. But no, they're everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> common as mud. But not all 911s are born equal, so that we might <laughs> find some interesting ones. All right, well, let's go to somewhere else in the VW Empire, the VAG Empire, because right on Berkeley Square is Jack Barkley Bentley dealership. Yes. Should we go and have a look, see what they've yeah. got? Now, I've been here before. This is many, many moons ago. They launched the then-new Flying Spur. Yep. The second-gen Flying Spur. Try not to get run over by snow-moving traffic. Um, in the basement of this amazing dealer. So the bit we're going to see and the bit the Great Unwashed can see is the first floor. Well, the ground floor, sorry, not in America. And, you know, it's all lovely cars and it draws you in. But then, if you go, uh, there's a sort of set of stairs and you go downstairs and there's a big room where they keep a car, your car, and you can spec it up and you can have a cup of tea and a coffee and it's all very five-star, sir. How would sir like, sir's leather? Quilted, unquilted? Would you like the carbon fibre dash? Would you like the wooden dash? Or would you like my favourite Bentley option, the Carpaccio of Stone? Carpaccio of stone, that's yeah. a colour. No, it's a thin layer of stone. What, you're kidding? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's yeah, real. Wow. You can have a stone trim on your dash. It's a different universe. I always associate this with a Slade movie, of, of course. course you do. The <laughs> only Slade movie. There's a scene in the movie Slade in Flame where the young members of the band are now multi-millionaires and being pop stars and they wander into a very posh dealership like Jack Barkley yeah. and are not taken seriously because they look like pop stars but they walk out with two Rolls Royces. Of course And what have we got here at the moment? This is the new GT, what do we call this? So this is the Bentley Continental GT. It's current model but they're not going to make another one quite like this. This is with all the ICE things Bentley is going electric fairly soon the big last celebration of ICE is really the Batur which is they're making 18 of them 1.6 million spec as you like you can't have one they're already go sold. downstairs into your private yes, room go downstairs into your get private. the stone panel yes Let's look at the Bentayga, because I'm still in two minds about the Bentayga. When we saw the original concept, was it called the EXP? Is that what it was called? Oh, God, something like that. I can't yeah. remember. It had the worst wheels in the world. <laughs> and because of that, everybody hated it. Yeah. It was seriously rethought. Then this is the car that we get, the one in front of us now, with much improved... What do we call those sort of bladed wheels? The second generation, it's a proper facelift. If one pays not too close attention, it might have similar door handle placement at the rear to, say, a Lamborghini Urus and a Q8 and a Oh, really? Oh, no, sir. 
the one we're looking at is a V8 Azure, so Azure is kind of the comfy plush one. It's as close as you get to a trim level from Bentley. But it's got that V8, 4-litre twin-turbo, you know, glorious thing with thousands of horsepower. I can't remember off the top of my head. 8,000, I think 8, it 8, is. 8,000 yeah, horsepower. Yeah. But it's a big, glorious, plush thing. And last year they released the successor to the Molzan, which is the long wheelbase yep. Bentayga, which is the longest rear doors known to man. It's so <laughs> long! They, they just added something like 15 centimetres to the back of it and went there, or 18 centimetres. There you are. Have some extra legroom, sir, or madam. It's like what they do with airliners, isn't it? You get like the 737, you get the 737ER, you get the 757 extended. They put sections in, they just make it longer, don't they? It's a lump of aeroplane, and that's kind of what they did with the EWB, and of course you can spec it as you like, and you can ask Mulliner to do many things to it, and Mulliner, for those who don't know, is sort of Bentley's coach-building arm. So yep, off of, off yep. of coach building always has back been. when, always has been. Yeah. It, it's, it's all in-house and you ring them up and you go, hello, can I have a jet rocket strapped to it? And they go, mm, we'll see what we can do with that. I have never driven a Bentley. I'm going to do something about that. Mm, we can fix that. I we, figure we can, we can. So these are the cars in the showrooms, mm. but on the streets, I'm going to switch sides to this side, on the streets, you don't have to stand long before you see something interesting. So while I was waiting for you, a McLaren 765LT rolled by. Oh, really? It was red and made lots of noise. We like wow. those. The only car that's trying to spit me off the road at 30 miles an hour in the drive. Let's wander up to Savile Row, is it that way? This way. Let's wander around, switching sides again. Going around the Bentley view, so they've got the Conti GT V8, which is actually the better one to buy. It's the best one because the engine makes better noise and it sounds all whiffly and it's not restrained luxury, it's just mental. And, oh, and Jack Barkley has in their showroom a second generation Conti GT in yellow. In yellow, but the second generation was the first one they bought the V8 out in. And the deal was, because I, I may have had a few drinks with one of the people responsible for making the V8 quite what it was. Excellent. And the idea behind it was they didn't want buyers to have to choose between displacement and power. So it, obviously it had to be, you know, it was lowered down the lineup, but it wasn't so underpowered. You still got something for your money. So as such, it sounds like a NASCAR. The first one I drove was in that yellow. It was a GT, not a GTC, but it's glorious. And if you really want to be a nerd, to tell a V8 over a W12... The B, the Bentley B, surrounds. So the B is white, but the badge itself is red, and the exhaust pipes are shaped like number eights on their side. Oh, nice detail. This new Continental GT V8 S, well, from 2015, is on at a bargain £84,940. I mean, for the car you get, if you want something like that, it's a lot of car, but it's still a lot of money for, you know, us plebs. Yeah. But it's a gorgeous thing, but have you seen what's next door? There's a Bugatti dealership next door. Do we call it a dealership or is it a Bugatti brand centre? It's the sort of atelier. There's a car in there and a coffee shop. Coffee shop? Coffee shop. But, oh, and there is a Rolls-Royce Cullinan. Oh, and a Taycan. A Taycan in Frozen Berry. Is that what it's called, that colour? Frozen Berry. Yeah, yeah. It is extraordinary in terms of colour. It does look like... I don't know, it's not raspberry, it's not... No, it's frozen berry. Yeah. It's a frozen berry, and 
0071 AKS registration. Look up who the owner is. But he's taken the badge off it, so I wonder if it's the rear drive only one, which is the only one of those I've driven, actually. It's really good. Aha. Uh-huh. Switching sides again. Now, I used to believe that it was the top of this building here yeah. where the Beatles did get back. Where was it? Where was it? Actually? I think it was Savile Row, oh. not actually there, but I used to think it was this road, which isn't... This isn't Savile Row, no. this road. I forget the name of this road. That's where we are. It's somewhere Mayfair somewhere Road, we we're going to call it. I haven't seen a Maybach yet. That's my ambition. You don't see very many we, Maybach. Uh, what, one of the kind of old school ones that was yeah. actually badged Maybach, or yeah. one of the ones that was badged an S-Class. With... Me. <laughs> I'll, I'll interview you if you want, brother. There's a, there's a man fixing the... Uh, are you doing charging points, or are you doing cameras? You're doing cameras? 6G, I think. Doing what? 6G. 6G? It's the future. I'm waiting for 7G, mate, honestly, really. See you guys. <laughs> Oh, here's one, a Merc G63. Yeah, I have thoughts about these because they're very quick and they've got side pipes and they make good noises. They're exclusively driven by get your bleep button out. <laughs> Do you know, there is a truth. There's a Radio 1 DJ who lives near me in Stoke Newington. Really? I won't mention him by name, but he's got a black G series and he tipped it over I know well, that will reveal it is Mr Nick Grimshaw <laughs> <laughs> give it away give, give it away. away but I'm very fond of the G series actually I haven't driven the G series I've driven the G wagon yes, as it was and the thing I love most about that car the central locking system on the doors it has a proper clonk it's like a machine gun going yeah. off it's amazing brilliant that's what you pay for handsome G63 are they going to do a Maybach edition of the G-Series or what? No, they're going to do a Lecky one, though. Of the course they are. EQG or the GEQ or something. It so should have two Gs, shouldn't it? it? EQGG. EQGG, well, that would be uh, good horsepowers. Yeah. <laughs> We're walking past Asprey, the jewellers now. There's a motorsport connection there. Asprey were sponsors of Ferrari when Schumacher was driving for them. We're navigating. Alex is navigating. navigating. So it's end of the road, turn right. Yeah. And the first big left. As Londoners, we should know this, really. Yeah, but we, we don't live in this bit of London. No. No, we are visitors, aren't we? I live southwest, so I can just about navigate my way around here. But it's normally to get to somewhere on Oxford Street or nearby. Yeah. But, you know, southwest, get me to Wandsworth Putney, easy. Bits of Mayfair, nah, can't do that. Do you know why Mayfair is called Mayfair? Because uh, of a lovely person called May, who was very honest and just with their business dealings. <laughs> almost, almost. There used to be a fair here ah. every May. Um. It's part of uh, it's part of an old boundary in London that's called something like Ami or Anna or Amma. Oh, there's a Rolls Royce Phantom. Hello. Oh, did you hear that? It went shoosh yeah. as it went by. Well, good, you shouldn't. Yeah, you're not supposed to, you're aren't you? Supposed to hear them? No. Six and three quarter, or that ridiculous V12. It's just so we're wandering up towards Clifford Street, where there's going to be a big red dog. Enormous red dog. Huge. Colossal turds. I don't know where they're going. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, no. No, now you've got an image in my mind. Mm-hmm. Are Clifford's big Clifford's red dog big red turds? Are they, <laughs> are they red? Yeah, oh. That's a horrible idea, oh, isn't God. it? The size of a melon and oh. red. Disappointing so far in the street vehicles we've got a toyota pro ace and a ford transit drop side going by and a lecky mini 
A lecky mini, a yeah. Lecky mini. Yeah, and, and there was a, an S-Class and there's a, an X5 or an X3 or something. There's a massive BMW. You see, these are people who can afford to drive into the West End. Yeah, I mean, if one can yeah. and you want to live here, then do it. You would. Let's go down Cork Street. I've just seen a couple of interesting things there. There's a Tesla Model 3, Series 1 Model 3. Because mm, there's a new one, isn't there? Pre-everything, pre... You know, the new one's got a new face and a few extra interior bits. After you check it out. So I'm, I'm wheeling around a bicycle. Which is yeah. yeah, Alex has got his bike with him rather than lock it up. It's perfectly handsome, the Series 3, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's quite homogenous, isn't it? Saab. Oh, now, a start now. This is with the last, what, 900 Old money S? Yeah. It's, a, it's a Vauxhall underneath there, though, let's be honest. It's not a proper Saab. No, 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 that's, I think that's still proper Saab's territory. It's not a proper Saab. T-Reg, that was before... That was no, before that, that's a Cavalier under there. Uh, yeah, definitely. 9.3, not 900, isn't it? It's a 9.3, yeah. But nice to see a Saab. I like the fact that we're mooning over the Saab, where opposite is a Rosalys <laughs> Phantom 7 Series 1. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yes, excuse me, hacking my guts up there. Yeah, and the way that Rolls-Royce do that thing, where the wheels, the centre of the yeah. wheel, has the Rolls-Royce badge, which remains upright. You can get those on the Bentley now, sir. Can you? Yeah. Is there anything that Rolls-Royce do that Bentley do now? That, sorry, that Rolls-Royce... Hang on, let me get it right. Is there anything that Rolls-Royce do that Bentley don't do now? They're after them, aren't they, as they always have been? Uh, so far, a pure EV. Rolls-Royce has that, but uh, that's yeah. a coming. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Got an SUV. They've got all the super swanky one-of-one cars going. Yeah, no, no. But Bentley, I think the thing with Bentley is that it is a more volume proposition. That's what it needed to be, because the two were so entwined for so long after a little bit of jiggery-pokery and pretending that, oh, we're not, we're an independent buyer. Oh, no, wait, we're Rolls-Royce, we're Avenue. Whereas now, you know, they're set for hundreds of thousands of Continental GTs any minute now. Oh, we found an i4. Are we allowed to laugh at the grill? No, I've gotten used to it now. It is exactly that, isn't it? It's a matter of getting used to it. This one's fine. The one on the... uh three. Oh, it's... Again, I've gotten used to it. The thing was, I was at a thing, as one does, with Domagoj Dukek, who is their head of design. He is the man who signs off the grills. We're talking about the Neue Klasse, the concept that was revealed in Munich in September. And he was saying, what about the design? You've had these very out-there designs and all this. And so, well, we only care about what happens a year after. Because, you know, you have the big impactful design and day one people are going to have knee-jerk responses. But give it a year... People won't care. Yeah. Or they'll either yeah. like it or they'll still yeah. hate it. And if they still hate it, they have a problem. But nine times out of ten. Reminds me of a song, I have grown accustomed to your face. Yeah. <laughs> and it's exactly that. When you first see it, you go, what have they done? What have they done? Then three yeah. or four exposures. It's like cold water exposure. You know that thing about... Uh, Wim Hof. Yeah, yeah. Or even me, in my experience oh, yes. in cold water exposure. You only have to go into really cold water three times before it's not an issue the first time you go in you go oh god I can't stand it I get out second time you go in okay I'm ready for this I know what's going to happen you stay in for five minutes you go that's enough and you come out third time you go in Oh, it's this again. Oh, it's this. Mm-hmm. It's the same as seeing the B8. It's amazing what you can get used to. When you see. <laughs> but no, uh, I thought good cars as well. I really like them. Um, 
had a quick squirt. In the M version, the i50M, I think it's called. Is that one of these? No, no, no that's uh, the E Drive 4. 40. So the, the, there's, the, there's two. So you can get the 50, which is the L1 breathed on by M, so it's all wheel drive and 5 million horsepower, and, and, and. Or you get the 40, which has less power and rear drive, which some people prefer, actually. After you, man. Yeah, thank you. We have to keep avoiding lampposts and other pedestrians other whilst walking. Don't want to clutter someone with my bicyclette. Right, is this Savile Row? No, we go left and then left again. Okay. I think. I'm only want to go to Savile Row to eliminate where the Beatles did their thing. <laughs> there it is. Uh, See Geeves and Hawks up there, number oh, one right. Savile Row. Okay. Uh, fun tailoring facts. I think it's the Queen's Guard. The ones all the ceremonial red outfits, not the bearskin ones. Yeah, 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 pets. yeah. The Queen's Guard. Um, yeah. All of their King's uniforms. King's Guard now, right? I oh, know, he said he was going to keep it as the Queen's Guard. Oh, really? But all of their uniforms are in there. They tailor them, um, so when one leaves, their uniform is taken, measured up, the next person's measured up, and it's repurposed for them. Wow. You can go and see them, they're all behind glass. They also made... Princess Diana had a red jacket, sort of military style. She had it made by them. She went in and went, make this for me. They had royal charters for... The late Duke of Edinburgh and for Charles, I think, for Will as well, because you only have so many royal charters. Um, <laughs> and uh, I can't remember if it's Mr. Geeves or Mr. Hawkes, but one of them invented the Pith helmet. It wasn't called Pith. Yeah, no. It should have been called Peter Pith, shouldn't yes, it? Yes, if you go in of an afternoon, you can have a nose and go, oh my God, I can't afford these jackets. But you can go and do kind of a, a history tour of Geeves and Hawkes. It's right, right, so this is Savile Row. Is Savile Row. Yeah. Oh, look, there's a blue plaque on the wall. Does that say this is where the Beatles, the Beatles, played their gig? There it is. I've never actually seen it before. And it is almost identical, that building, to the one over there that I always believed yeah. it was. Up there, get back. What a rubbish location for a gig. <laughs> on a roof. No yeah. one saw it. No one can see it. The Beatles played their last live performance on the roof of this building the 30th of January 1969 when I was seven years old at the time. I was not. You were minus I was minus several. some years. So the cool thing about Savile Row, it's a bit devoid of cars for the moment. But once a year, it started two years ago now, there's a thing called the Savile Row Concours. What happens is people are invited to submit their cars and then cars are paired up with a dealership. The whole street's closed all around the corner and it's a big free car show. Wow. I like the sound of that. A Savile yeah. Row Concourse. Yeah, I went to the first one. And it was pretty good, actually. It was bloody hot. The three-piece suit was a bad idea. This year, I think, I think it was Richard James Audi was paired up with, and they had a special wrap on an e-tron GT, and they had, like, special Audi things inside. And then, yeah, so... And then they have a stage, I think, about where we're standing now, opposite Deidre and Skinner and Drake's, where people associated with the classic car world, people associated with the cars, do talks and things like that. It's very cool. Is it going to happen again? The second year was this year. And it was very well received, so I have a thinking vision it's coming back. Quite enjoyed it. But that it, it idea. is free, it's over two days, yeah. it's Thursday, Friday. Yeah. And the whole street is decked out, so cars are sort of jackknifed across the street. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's very, very We cool. should have come then if I'd have known we that should, was we should have done. Well, I was, sadly, I was working, I was on a job because I should have been here, but I couldn't. We're standing outside Deej and Skinner. Up, Huntsman up, as well. A Huntsman, famous for their boots and jackets. Mm-hmm. And right outside, appropriately at Huntsman, it's a Land Rover Defender 
a proper one, yes, an old one, school an old one. one. On yeah. big knobbly off-road tyres. Yeah, BF Goodrich, what are they, 20 inch, and yeah, 21? By, by the looks of things, if you look at the roof, I think that's an extended top, you know. Uh-huh. Because yeah. there's a big shut line there where yeah. there shouldn't be one. And there appears to be some sort of window, orifice of some kind mm. in the roof. So that hinges up. Number 13, Savile Row, it says, Cad and the Dandy on the car. So I guess it's that one there yeah. that they can't park in front of because it's a disabled bed. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Load, yeah. Imagine driving a Defender into the middle of town. This one is absolutely gorgeous. It's in silver, by the way. I'm going to go over to it, Alex, and just have a look. Yeah. It has... Yes, it's got an awning down the side. It's essentially... It's a sort of a day van. Sort of a day van. It's got a baby seat in it, in the back. That's nice. That's my favourite so far. Yeah, I don't like old Defenders. No? No. We had one for work for nine months. It's one of my favourite stories to embarrass my friend with. Back in the X-Car days, we had long-term. I asked my cameraman, Nick, like, OK, if we get a long-term, what's your dream car? Because it's got to fit all your gear in it, you've got to drive it a lot, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. And he went, I love a Defender. Oh, I've always wanted a Defender. It's been my favourite car since forever. Oh, yeah, I really love them. Right, OK. So a couple of years to kind of get us into a position where we could ask for such a thing. And I sort of rang up press fleet and said, look, could we have a long-term Defender? Here's all the content we'll do on it. The other thing, we need a 110 double cab pickup yeah. because we need to hang a cameraman out the back of it. Yeah. It'll strap down. We need to take four people and gear. And went, yep, sure, no worries. We've got one on fleet. It's coming off, so keep it for nine months. Deliver this content and we're all good. So I told my man, I said, right, your car is ready. Are you excited? Oh, man, I can't wait. Oh, three weeks later, or however long it was, car appears. Right, here is the key. You are the first one to drive it because you love it so much. He got 20 yards down the road and went, this is <laughs> yes, it's terrible. It's, not, it's yours for nine months. <laughs> it makes you backache. Oh, it's hard just work. Awful. I had to drive that thing to Thursk and back. Oh my gosh. Shoot. Yes. Yes, it's a very long way in a Defender. That's a very long way in a Defender. And, it's, and, and Defenders like It's drinking. a long way in anything. Yeah. And Defenders like drinking petrol as well. So It's a thirsty journey. It's a thirsty journey, right. On our way to Oxford Street. Is this Oxford Street or Regent? It's Regent Street. Regent Street, I think, there. Well, Regent Street. We'll head back towards Mayfair. But There's an just S63 look. AMG, there. I was about to say, there are two cars, one parked and one on the street. One is a Kia EV6. Mm-hmm. The other one is a Porsche Cayenne Turbo GT, mm. right? I remember when I drove the EV6 thinking that it was a poor man's mac I mean, the thing is, it's not really a poor man's Macan because they're 50 grand. Yeah, And a yeah, Macan yeah, yeah. is about 50 grand. Right, OK, yeah, so not so much but poor. But there is a Lecky Macan coming. Yes, yes. Soon. Yeah, very soon. Serves. Must be. It should be this year. Yeah, yeah. Or tail end. Oh, no, it might actually be early next year. I don't know. You know, I'd love a Porsche, but I'd be very happy with a Kia EV6. I kid you not, I think it's a tremendously well-engineered car. It's a mega bit of kit. The thing about it is, you know, it's got this kind of otherworldly, pointy alien look, which Kia is very much going for. It shares a platform with an Ionic 5 and a Genesis GV60. Yep. The GV60 is the luxury one, the Ionic 5 is the family one. This yep. is the... Sporting. 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 Not sporty, but sporting. Sporting. Yeah, it's a subtlety. It's, it's bloody lovely. Yeah. Um, they're really good cars. I really like them. I've not had a go in the GT yet. I really should, but it's a thing for later. I want to drive the Ionic N5 or 5N. Oh, yeah, that's the reviews for that are happening soon. A lot of colleagues are... Oh, we better get on it, haven't we? Korea. We're standing alongside another Tesla. This is a Model X or... 
as I prefer to call it, a Rover SD1 that's been slightly <laughs> concertina, doesn't it? Post-crash SD1. Yeah, slightly shorter, slightly overinflated. I like to think if there was an SD1 now, that's exactly what it would look like, the Model X. I guess so, though hopefully not with quite a sh- Alloys. Yeah, somebody doesn't know how to park, do they? I guess it's their car. They can do with it as they wish. And in Mayfair, you can probably afford to have new wheels every week if you want. Every other week, at least. Yeah. Every other week. I'm wondering which way to head. I think we ought to go back towards Mayfair rather than Oxford Circus to see I, I more interesting vehicles. Mm-hmm. You've got to make a phone call in a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. have you? Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry, man. Sorry. Let's have a look while Alex is looking at his phone. What else is on the streets here? There are loads of electric vehicles, loads of little electric vans. There are, yeah, that same group of cars that were passing a moment ago is stood still. That's why you don't drive into central London. There are, of course, a bunch of LEV, what are they called? LEVC London cabs now and some big Mercedes sprinters. Nothing that exciting. So we're going to head down back towards the square because I'm expecting we should see supercars here as well, or is that the territory of Kensington, perhaps? I think it's a bit of both, but it's the middle of the day, so the supercar people are probably in their banks making money. <laughs> yes. They're doing all the money things. And it's the people who own the banks that the supercar owners... Wish to be. Yeah. They're the people who come here, aren't they? It's yeah. one of the most expensive places in the world Mayfair, oh, not just in London in the world, I did a little bit of research, it may even be the most expensive uh, place in the world so. Savile, oh, this is Savile Road, so let's head down Clifford Street Clifford Street, avoiding any big dogs didn't we come out of Clifford Street? we did come out of Clifford Street Boyle, Boyle Street, let's go and see Susan Boyle <laughs> so if you're following us on a map, if you've got Google Maps, we we're doing it. Walks very far, but we've talked a lot. <laughs> well, that's what we're here for. We're not here to cover ground. We're here to cover cars. We've just walked into a dead end, and this is very appropriate, Alex. What is that car parked at the dead end? Ah, it's a Mazda CX-30. That's a dead end, That's a isn't dead it? end. 130 miles of all-electric range, so if, you know, you hop on one foot, hop on another, do a magical dance and hope for the best. Let's head that way. Yeah, what were Mazda gambling on to come up with a car... Because Mazda are really good. They make some great cars, yeah. right? Make some really great cars. That one was... So misjudged. It was essentially a Renault Zoe performance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing about it was, you can see what they were going for. Yeah. And you can see the market. You can see the meetings. They're going, okay, it has a small range, but this is for people who live in the city. This is for people who live in Tokyo, who live in these, like, really densely packed places that need to drive a little bit but still want the comfort of a big car. Because at the moment, you can have a comfortable-ish small nippy city car that will do 120 130 miles but it's still a little city car or you can have a massive one but that's very expensive and very hard to manage and 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 it was also very expensive and hard to manage that ferrari ff over there love the ff that actually that is the second ferrari shooting break that i've seen on my walk here today the ff and it's got the right name for a cool car. It's yeah. called FF. I know there was one before, but... The one before says so the FF, and then it was the GTC4 Lusso or yep. GT4 c Yeah. Some nonsense. 8 Series. We like an 8 Series. Yeah, yeah. And not many people do. Oh, yeah. It's an 8 Series Grand Coupe as well. 
Now, that's a rarity. I wouldn't call it a unicorn, but why would you choose that sort of... Hatch? It's a hatch. It's not a coupe. It's a hatch. It's a long lift back, isn't it? Yeah, can't. Well, no, it's, With it's, a boot. It's a saloon. It's a, yeah. it's a saloon, but it's. I guess it's a seven series for people that want to look a bit cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a bit of a cool seven. series. The seven series itself is a statement, though. And oh, what's this? A nine eleven? It's a nine nine two. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing it's a Carrera because they haven't specced the sports exhaust, so it's got quad pipes rather than double. You know your stuff. Ones. Good lad. So, yeah, I want a silver Porsche, please. Yes, you can have a silver Porsche. Cool. I'll get away with as little money as possible. Excellent. Off you go. We're getting rained on. And Alex needs to make a phone call. So I'm going to suggest we go in there, where it is both quiet and dry, which is just a, the Burlington Gate... Um, what is it? What do you call this? It's not quite a shopping arcade, but it's quiet. So we'll let Alex make his phone call, and then we'll carry on in a moment. You're while Alex is making his phone call, here's a little history break for you. That name that I was trying to remember of the area that Mayfair is in, historically it was called Aya or Ay. It was uh, hello, Alex. <laughs> that was the name of the manor I was trying to remember, Ay or Aya, which is, according to Wikipedia, an early medieval manor in the parish of Westminster, Middlesex, and is now part of central London. It was about one mile west of the Palace of Westminster, Whitehall, about two miles west of southwest of the walled city of London, about half a mile north of the River Thames. So there you go. I'd never heard of Aya before. Neither had I. No. Hey. 14 years, no. Learn something. Right. Where should we go? Uh, well, I went this way. Yeah. And I saw a couple of things. Okay, let's go that So way. let's go that way. Mm-hmm. What went past me? A couple of rolls is phantoms. This is oh, the land of, of phantoms, isn't it? And there's another one there. In maroon, would you call that maroon? Burgundy. Burgundy, I would, I would you're go, right. I would go burgundy. Yeah, that's definitely burgundy. CC... Zero four R O L. I think that's Carol's car, don't you? Carol, Quarrel. Carol, Carol. Not everyone can get the right play at the right time, man. It's it's tricky. Uh-huh. It's tricky. <laughs> when you spend all your money on a car, what money have you got left for a well, the plate? Rule, the rule with cars like that is one: if you have to ask, two: yeah. is if you are going to do it, make sure you can buy it twice. Is that what they say? <laughs> buy it twice. Yeah, because when it goes wrong, yeah, warranties are great and all, but. Uh, which way would you like to go, left or right? Uh, we're going to go right. I'm just looking at an electric Mini, the Mini Electric as yes. was, not the Mini E. Not the Mini E. The which mini is smaller, electric. isn't it? The Mini E than the no, no, Mini no, no, Electric? No, 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 no. no so Same the, size. Well, it's, it is the Mini Electric. Is the, the Mini E was that prototype one of the last generation, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Whereas this is the fully-fledged electric Mini. So it looks like a Mini Cooper S, but it's got the snout. They're mega little things, and the next Mini hatch isn't going to be called the mini hatch it's going to be called the mini cooper uh-huh. so the range now goes cooper and then countryman and then there will inevitably be more in the middle yeah so the countryman's quite a chunky suv oh yeah wx1 size yeah, very, car, very square very cool and the mini cooper is the hatch and the hatch will come in two door five door and convertible there'll be a spread of ev and ice will there be another convertible electric mini they did a thousand of this generation and they sold out like that 
a knowing word with the lady in charge, and she went, well, the last one sold very quickly and very well, so... Interesting that the Mini is finally... Uh, what's the word? Uh, Blossomed. Not quite, no, engaged with electric power. You know, it flirted, and now we're finally well, they getting... Had, they had those test cars around 2012, yeah. which was... About 100 of them were there? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was that Frontier Tech thing. So it was the old shape, the R50 whatever shape, R53 shape. And it had no rear seats, it had a big bank of batteries and it had all that. And it was a test case to see, does this work? Can it be a thing? So a, a Cupra Full Mentor has just gone by and I think yeah. it's on press plate, so I wonder who it is. They had that as a test bed. People liked them, people wanted them. It only had a 100 mile range. Yeah, that's right. They weren't that quick. Yeah. But it was a, can we do this? And they used them as cars around... 2012 because of course BMW and Mini were title sponsors so they mm-hmm. provided all the cars for the Olympics yeah and it worked and then yeah now with the electric the Mini E whatever you want to call it you get a sensible range 150 odd miles they're quite quick I drove one a couple of years ago now they're really serene yeah, yeah, they're very yeah, serene, they're yeah. quite restful cars driving. They've yeah. got loads of power and it's designed to have maximum go-kart feel. Because minis have always had either transmission wine or a mm. rough old South American engine, historically. <laughs> yeah, or a bit grumpy. But now it's as refined as a Rolls-Royce. Just EV, it's right? Quite, yeah, That's EV what happens. Let's go down Let's to go New Bond Street. There are lots of Mercedes Sprinter vans around. And I don't think that they are all... Delivery vans. Very no. often they're used as limos these days, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, so there's this new trend of, I think it's called quiet luxury, where yeah. you have the nice nice, but you don't necessarily flaunt it. So where you might previously have had a Maybach or a Bentayga or a Phantom or something in which to be driven, now you get a massive diesel van, but then you strip the interior and make it basically a luxury wonderland. So you can have your tellies, you can have your quilted leather, you can have this, you can have that. And no one knows you're in there. You're not showing off. You can travel completely anonymously, but in utmost luxury. They're, it's a really big market. Yeah. But no California, one's about Southern it. California, it's huge. All it's, the movie stars do that. Yeah. yeah because yeah. why be seen in the back of uh, Bentley Flying Spur that we're staring at right now? Outside Chanel. Chanel. <laughs> yeah, really. With uh, what's that? A F- S six hundred something? Maybe though it has got three D plates on it. So it has. No, no, thank you. And to put the whole thing in context, a Honda Jazz. Jazz. Honda Jazz outside deal. That's kind of cute. That's a city car. It's my, a great city my, car. My mate bought one of those recently, and I borrow it whenever my many cars are broken, and it's great. Oh yeah, they're voluminous inside. Oh, yeah. But while we're talking about Honda. And EVs in the middle of town. When was the last time you saw a Honda E on uh, the road? I saw one roll by my flat. Not too long ago, but they're not this sort of voluminous, no. incredible thing they should be. But do you know why that is? A hundred mile range? hundred mile range, but they're also, if you want to buy one now, just shy of 40 grand. God in mm. heaven, really? Yeah. For a Honda? Yeah. For City a, car? For a hundred miles of range. It's very elegant, but come if on. If it was 15 grand, great. Oh, Jaguar I-Pace there. Yes. A Cayenne. Uh, on Conduit Street and a Rolls-Royce Phantom 8. Oh, look at that Rolls, though. Come on. Look at the size and squareness of oh, that. Oh, and it's, it's extended wheelbase as well. Yeah, yeah. Long rear carriage doors, mm. as they call them. Yeah. Yes. I reckon if we stand here for 30 seconds, we're going to see something well we have seen something extraordinary another S-Class more cabs another BMW i4 oh I tell you what I did see 
You know the LE, what are they called? LEVC, London yeah. Electric Company. Vehicle. Yeah, the, they're marketing a sort of van based on that yes, platform. So Great on, idea. On that platform, because it's so big, you can have one as a van, and because it's a plug-in with zero emissions, you can drive it around town without any problems. Course. Which is why the cab works. You can only get a luxury version of that. So Clive Sutton, yeah, yeah. Um, the man who imports all the Americans to the big yeah. American stuff, he has a bespoke service. And with LEVC, should you wish for a black cab with all the trimmings, so you know, quilted leather screens, yeah. they'll do it for you. Nice. If Prince Philip was still alive, he'd have one of those, yeah, wouldn't he? Maybe. He loved a London taxi. I'm no great fan of the royal family, but I admire their interesting cars. I'll give them that much. <laughs> Not dramatic, but you see plenty of them on the road these days. Is that the 4005 I think Peugeot? I think it's a 3008. 3008. Three, three oh, I'm hopeless. Uh, it's, hopeless. It's at the moment, I really am quite hopelessly in love with Peugeot's design language. They're doing a good job, aren't They've they? They're big fangs. It's really lovely, and it's mirrored on the Le Mans car. Yeah, the Le Mans car's got, like, tears yeah. on it. Yeah, where the claws have ripped. That's just brilliant. It's just fantastic. brilliant. I love it a bit. I adore it. Like, for a car that anyone can drive it's a cool looking thing it is smart what is that that's a a Yaris it's a Toyota Yaris in GLH the delivery company yeah and GLH stands for goes like hell and it's not the first car to have GLH written on it is it no so back in the 80s I think it was I think it was the 80s 80s. I'd say it was about 83 Dodge in a bit of a coup over Ford hired Carroll Shelby to make its cars exciting and the GLH spec was what Shelby called them. Goes like hell spec. So it was a Dodge Omni. And I think there was something else, but I can't remember for the life of me. There was a second generation of GLH as well. There was a something like the GLH... No, GLRH. Goes like really hell or something like that. <laughs> goes like hell really. GLHR. Something like that. But the Dodge Omni was essentially what we called the uh, Chrysler... What was uh, the hatch of the 80s? Um, oh, good, uh, I don't know. Horizon. The oh, Chrysler okay. Horizon. Same car. Same car. So there's a Rolls-Royce Ghost up there. And just behind it, there's the SUV of choice for someone who thinks a G63 is a little too subtle. It's a Lamborghini Urus. Your eyes are better than mine. We haven't got that your is an Urus. Urus. I know that there is a dealership of a brand that you and I are very fond of round here. Yes. Should we head there? Let's head that way. Where is it? Hang on, I need to get my maps out. Gareth Jones on speed. We've just walked up to a store which is symptomatic of the change in the automotive landscape Mm. at the moment and that is a BYD dealership do you know what it stands for? uh, 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 I I, I do know hang on Uh, build your dream yes and it's written on the back of every single one of their cars for now the reaction to it was so negative they're pulling it off European cars yeah They've got a BYD. What's it called? It's, I have no idea. It's, uh, hang on, it's it's called. I do know the dolphin, this. Dolphin, a seal. Yes, it is. Is, is, it, is, it, do- is it the dolphin? I I'm going to go in and look. Hold on, hold on. I'm going in. I'm going in because I'm not sure. I'm in the dealership. It's a Stratstone dealership. It's the seal, not the dolphin. It's called the seal. It's called the seal, Alex. Come back out. I really hope you can have it in rose red. <laughs> Very good. If you know the song, you know what we're talking about. If you don't know the song, even I, a musically illiterate man, know the song. 
BYD, that is some commitment to selling your cars to buy or rent a space in Mayfair. It's clear what they're going for, isn't it? Well, they're going for... There's so much money coming in from China and, you know, it's... Building practices and governmental practices are dubious at the moment. I know there are a lot of people who are uncomfortable with the way things are done. Yeah. You know, it doesn't sit particularly brilliantly with me, not going to lie. So... Oh, my God, there's a smart car in a gold wrap. There's a gold smart car, but far more interestingly... There's a last generation, so C8, I think, or maybe C7, Audi RS6. I see it, I see it. That's a proper car. One of my cars in the whole world. Yeah, really? Because you like a bit of performance. I love a bit of performance, but I also love the fact that you can sit in it and it'll bimble around town and do nothing and then you have your friends in the back and when you get a national speed limit you go alright everyone okay and they pin to their seat now that is a measure I think of a great car a car with dual personality you know absolutely functional but hell of a performance when you need it and no compromise to your suspension and what have you that's probably a bit hard isn't it Um, can be but you can have the tricky dampers so it won't be glass smooth but it won't be an absolute nightmare oh another interesting car BMW i8 you don't see many of these do you they were very fashionable one the corner from me oh really you've got one a white one one. it was a intellectual man's rival to the 911 they wanted it to be yeah it was almost a good idea but the charging side of it was a bit slow and the all EV range was a bit low yeah and most crucially the fuel tank was tiny yes so when you did brim it famously it would try and recharge its battery and keep you moving and it was a worst of all worlds unless it was fully charged yeah yeah but it, they were really good beautiful I think it is carbon chassis yeah. low carbon cell smart battery tech doors that go up Haven't we come a long way in hybrid and electric vehicles in the last... How old is that car now? Eight years old? 2013. Yeah, yeah, ten years old. 2014, something like that. It was a concept, the Vision... The iVision... Yes. Something. Yes, the uh, the Vision 8, it was called, I think. Oh, no, that that was the 8 series. That was... Oh, okay. (laughs) What what was the one that paid tribute to the M1 that was the pilot? the M1 homage. That was it. Of course, it was called the homage. homage. (laughs) Of course it was. There's a big Volvo XC90. A Mulsanne. Just, just out of our line. And related, an Audi Q8 e-tron. Yep, that's, that's an RS as well. They're quite quick. An iX3, an XC60. Nice to see Volvo represented again. In the nice bit of town. Yes. <laughs> we're opposite the Ritz, though. And as we stand opposite the Ritz, we come across Lotus's new flagship dealer. Oh, my trousers. Now, Alex and I <laughs> both love the work of not just Heffel, but Wuhan, we have to say now, don't we? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a quick squirt in an Elettra. They're decent. I think some people were underwhelmed. Hang on, let me just park my bike up. Let's, I'm going to go around the front. Let's go, I'm going to go around the front because there are people looking at it. I'd love to hear these people's reactions. Hold on, hold on. So an electric Lotus, is that a good idea? An electric Lotus? I don't think so. No? I think it's a great idea. You're Norwegian, right? No? No, no. no. You're not. I was looking at your T-shirt. I was thinking, you're good with electric cars in Norway, aren't you? No real response. No. 
it's outrageous in yellow isn't it the it's, Electra it's good in yellow the thing is that so they've got the, the yellow you can get on the Electra, and just behind this there's an Emira in the sunburst lotus hethel yellow yellow mm. It's nice. It's nice. We want them all, don't we? We want them all. I mean, I love the Amira dearly. I've driven the V6 and driven the i4. I'd have the V6 for the noise and the stick, but the Electra I enjoyed. I think the next one's going to be better. Really? Next generation's going to be better. But the tech is great. There are proper buttons, but there are also the menus you go through. It's only one, at most two deep. So you go, oh, right, I need to get to that function. Oh, it's there, and there's a handy graphic. And oh, it's there, and there's a hand, like... It's not complicated, which it's quite an easy trap to fall into because engineers go, oh, I want this and I want that and I want this. Oh, you, all you have to do is do a handstand, do the five-finger death punch and uh, ten Hail Marys. And then, yeah, you can, you, you can get to that menu. It's like that doesn't work for real people. They've thought about the UI in that. But no, it's gorgeous. And to see Lotus back in town, because they used to have, not far from here, they had a shop on Piccadilly Circus. I remember. And it was great. And yeah. they got rid of it, I assume, because they spent all their money on well, Alec Baldwin. But... It's good to see them back in town and downstairs in here. So the the showroom itself is quite dark. It's very moody. It's been very designed. Of course. Um, but downstairs there's a specking room. They work with Kef, the British uh, audio, audio engineering company. Yeah, so I have a pair of Kef speakers in my living room. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. you can get a pair of Kef speakers in your Electra and your Amira. Nice. And you can also buy Lotus-inspired Kef speakers in the ground floor of here. Inspired. In the, yeah, so you can get them in JPS colours and things like that. Oh. Which is mega. Eighteen grand a pair, sir if not more and then yeah you can spec your Electra you can spec your Amira you can spec your Revia down there and yes you can come in and do test drives it's very very cool it's very very cool I just saw a pole star go by we're surrounded by London LEVCs we're with Lotus BYD are there the Chinese are here in Mayfair everywhere you look aren't they or China is Chinese culture and money and development money the impact China's having on the automotive sphere is massive and undeniable but it's been known about for years yes it's been a coming for years well we've been taking the mick out of Chinese cars for years because we were threatened by what they could do because their pace of development when we first encountered Chinese cars and Gareth Jones on speed I don't know, 15 years ago, there were some terrible Chinese cars, and we took the mick out of them, but we could see what they were going for, and that's why we did, and now they're ahead of us, right? Apart from the Aura Funky Cat, that's a bit cack. (laughs) Which shares a lot with the new Mini. You know that, don't you? The Funky Cat and the Mini have got engineering commonality, platform commonality. Did you know that? The new Mini might not be very good, then. (laughs) That that is a worry. And one final thought before we wrap this up. I've just realised something. that The name of this area that Mayfair is in, Mm -hmm. I, or Ayo, or Aya, Aya, would make a great name for a little city lotus, wouldn't it? The Lotus Aya, E-I-A. But then everyone everyone would call it the Aya. That would be no good. It's like Audi. Pardon? Listen? It means listen, doesn't it? Alex, it's been a joy. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for coming car spotting in Mayfair. (laughs) What fun that was. I think we'll probably do this or something like this again. Until then, it's goodbye from Alex. Bye. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from the, I wish I could say, quiet electric streets. Two of us has just gone by. Too noisy. So until it's quieter, see you guys. (laughs) 
For information on how to contact the show, see pictures, get song lyrics, follow us on Twitter, find our Facebook fan page, or to sponsor the show, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed! Please, please, please!